Hey, what's up there, you wonderful Babylon Bee headline forum subscribers? This is Pure Teach, and you're listening to We the Beeple. Subscribers' whole life dream to have Kyle and Adam read their headline and then go, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You are fake news. This is from Build's Bottom. Vets. Velt? Velt's Boto. Velt's Boto. Velt's Boto. Velt's Boto. Velt's Boto. Flower bed. We've got a great episode coming up for you today. We will be interviewing the one and only Stanky Stankiewicz. So he'll be joining Conservative Prof and I in just a few moments. And before Prof and I get going with today's episode, I just wanted to give a shout out to some new subscribers who have recently joined the forum. It's really cool that the forum's growing. We've got new people joining all the time. So I just wanted to say hello, FL Max, California Girl, Patriot MD, Looney Tune, Louis in Longmont, Babylon Wannabe, Penny Lee 26, Fazzle, and Reset Router. So it's great to welcome you all. And I'm here, as every week, with a wonderful man, my co-host, a person that everybody loves and everybody appreciates. And also a very handsome man, if I, if I may say so. <laughs> it's conservative prof. <laughs> Were you channeling your inner Jarrett there and saying, that's why I'm handsome? <laughs> Is that what's going on? I am still a little bit worried about Jarrett, that's for sure. But uh, I noticed that he mentioned that again. Um, the Jerry Root uh, interview came out here in the last week or so, and he mentioned something about finding somebody handsome on that one. So that was a very good interview, actually. All, all joking aside, but I, I have, I have, since you've mentioned this conservative prof, I have, <laughs> I have been noticing that Jarrett seems to be referencing other men's looks. It is amusing. It is amusing. I it gives me something to laugh about, and hey, why not? <laughs> Oh, it's great to be back with you. It's uh, it feels an age ago since our uh, our last show with Two Plus Two is Chicken, and I think a few things have happened since then. How's how's things with you? Oh, really good. Um, had a great couple of weeks here since our last interview. Nothing too exciting in my life, but one thing that did happen the other day that I thought was kind of interesting is I'm not sure if you know what a Cracker Barrel is. That restaurant, you probably possibly have never heard of that one i doubt that it's overseas it's probably an american type of a restaurant it is but i have i've heard of it before okay um we don't eat there often but we had some company in town and uh, they preferred that we get some carry out and bring it home and uh, we settled on getting something from cracker barrel so i went into cracker barrel a couple days ago and i walked in and i discovered the fountain of youth i couldn't believe it I'm in my mid fifties and I walked in and I was the youngest guy there. It felt great. I mean, I was, it was awesome. So it's now become my favorite restaurant. If you ever want to feel young again, you just walk into a Cracker Barrel and, and you'll definitely find that without a doubt. So that was probably the highlight of my week of discovering the Fountain of Youth for sure. I did, I wrote a headline form about that too. So who knows? That might go somewhere. It might not. Who knows? But it made me think of a headline form. That's for sure. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can never waste an opportunity like that. Exactly. Right. And, and sometimes that's how you get your headline ideas, right? I don't really... I go day to day. I don't really think ahead too often with my headlines. So as I just think about my day, going about my day, I'm trying to think what can be turned into a headline here that we're looking at. The other thing is we 
recently interviewed Stanky, uh, Stanky Stankowitz. We had a great time. Yes. Uh, enjoyed that tremendously. And Stanky got me thinking of something. So on my mother's side and, my, and then her mother and so on, uh, we're all raised Lutheran. Uh, in fact, I could go to the home Lutheran church. It's about two hours away from where I live. And um, it's there. And that's the, that was the family Lutheran church. But it made me think of something my grandmother used to say uh, when she was alive. And she just passed about four or five years ago. And um, she would, this is a joke, but she would joke the reason that she's Lutheran is because they get a drink wine at communion. So that was her, that was her thing. So, and the Baptists just drink grape juice, you know, so they're not quite as fun, but uh, made me think of that. So our conversation with Stanky made me think of that. I also did want to talk about, you mentioned the Jerry Root interview. I actually watched that one twice. It was really interesting. And yeah. maybe part of it is because he is a retired professor and he teaches something that I would not even remotely be qualified to teach, um, C.S. Lewis and things like that. But he was so good. I, his stories of how he shares the gospel and shares his faith with people. I, yeah. That was fascinating to me. Yeah, It's worth watching that or listening to that just for those portions of it. Um, mm. That was just really, really outstanding, really well done. I really enjoyed yeah. that. A couple of the things I wanted to mention too um, about this week, Tiege, is I've got a conspiracy theory again. I'm not, do you want to hear a conspiracy theory? Are you ready for that? Or will I blow some minds away if I give another one out this week? No, I'm, uh, I think we need to turn this into, we need, we need a stinger conspiracy theories with conservative prof. You know, the, the last conspiracy theory I mentioned, um, Kyle Mann stroking his goatee. He does not <laughs> like your headline. Well, I know he's done that to me. I, I've got proof. I couldn't tell you exactly which episode it was. Now, lately, he's not been doing that. And the only only thing I can really surmise from that is that our headlines are just really good. He's reading really quality mm. headlines from all of yeah. us. So there's no need to do that anymore because our headlines have gotten better. Because Veldsbato or Veldsbato or Veldsbato has been uh, rubbing that into me the last few weeks or ever since that last episode came out. So, you know, I decided to do some research about the names Veldsbato, Veldsboto, however we want to say it. So mm -hmm. I did quite a bit of research. It took me a solid day to get this figured out. But wow. I discovered that Veldsboto is actually a Klingon word using the Klingon language. Ah. And the word Velds means forum in Klingon. And the word boto or bato, I'm not really sure the pronunciation yet, means bot. So in reality, <laughs> Veld's bato is a forum bot. But we didn't know it because he's, it's in the Klingon language. And also by using that silly sunflower background, um, that completely threw us off the scent. So I figured it out, though. So I'm just really glad that, you know, he got me thinking. And that time I spent researching this paid off because now I know he is a forum bot. So not, you know, we did know, you know, we did see him in person in terms of a Zoom call. Mm. And we saw a real person there, but I'm thinking that was CGI now. I'm really just thinking mm. that was just a complete, we completely fooled us all. That was not a real person. That was somebody behind a computer controlling somebody that looked like a human talking to us. I, I'm almost certain of it. So anyway. That's my conspiracy of the week. Um, I'm almost certain I'm correct. And, you know, we had a statistician on with us earlier. Um, uh, part of what um, Stanky does is teach statistics. And I can give you a probability that I'm 83% correct on that. 
So I'm, I'm all certain I'm eating. Nerd alert! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's my conspiracy of the week right there. I just wanted an excuse to use my nerd alert button. <laughs> and rightfully so. I did nerd out there just a little bit. Um, a couple of the things I wanted to mention to everybody, and over the weekend, just in some comments on some headlines, Kurgle and I kind of had a question, and we were wondering how many subscribers there are in total and, and th some things like that. And the best we could figure out, I looked up the number of subscribers to the Main B podcast and 7,484. Hmm. But then, of course, we don't really know how many of those subscribers are very active in terms of commenting or writing headlines. So Kurgle took it upon herself, as she always does. She's awesome. And so she tracked yesterday, and this is Sunday, October 9th, that 190 unique subscribers pitched a headline on Sunday the 9th. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. And then she said, of, of those 190... 32% of those 190 pitched all four, the four limit that we all have per day. So mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that she looked at. And I think she's willing to try that again, but she said it's just very time consuming to go through that process. I don't know that I could have the patience to do that, but I thought that was mm -hmm. kind of interesting. Yes, yeah, so I saw that exchange and I'm really grateful to Kurgle for all the effort she did. And she did mention it was quite a gruesome and tiring process. Uh, and I was wondering whether we could uh, try and get... Veltzbotto involved because he or, or even brother Tim because they both seem or maybe even stanky I mean they they these are all people who seem to enjoy something that I don't if I'm honest with you all the graphs and the charts and the analysis and the numbers and the the, the graph charts or what have you uh, so Veltz if you're listening brother Tim if you're listening stanky or anyone else feel free nothing's stopping you from putting the putting the forum under the microscope so to say I would think that Velds, as a forum bot, probably already has this data, actually. It just hasn't been sharing it with us. That's my assumption, anyway. It's possible. <laughs> so I want to call out a couple of the things, too, that um, I've noticed this last week or the last couple of weeks. Um, a couple of users in particular, um, Skull Crazes has been writing a daily headline tip, um, basically just mm. making a forum post yeah. and then just offering some really good advice. And then in that same post, summarizes his previous posts. So if you want to look up Skull Crazes and then go and find his, headli his headline submissions recently, you'll find some great tips. Um, it's definitely worth a read. The other one I want to mention is Little Jedi has been doing a nightly Megadute, Megadute <laughs> uh, uh, forum submission. And basically, he's got some rules that he follows, you know, not hard and fast, but it, it, he looks for uh, headline pitches that were 15 likes or less and tries to call those out and say, you know, this one should have gotten some attention. Nice. He does some honorable mentions. Um, and he also asks anybody else, hey, throw some in this in this uh, particular form submission, throw ahead, you know, throw some others out there for us that you noticed that you liked. So I would recommend that you look at those too uh, for anybody. So it was Little Jedi. Take a look at those. I think you'll find them really interesting. Yeah, I'd noticed he's been doing that as well. And it's it's, it's really nice to see, isn't it? The way that uh, the, the community's stepping up and helping each other out. And uh... Absolutely. No, I've been really enjoying those. So keep them up. They're great. And for everybody else, make sure you look those up yourself. And you'll learn quite a few things about how to um, write some good headlines. Mm. 
And I got one more thing I have to mention, but I'm afraid to, because it brings back memories that I tried to repress over the last couple of days, because uh, this happened over a week ago, and I'm I'm really, I just don't want to bring it up, but I'm going to have to, because it happened, and we can't ignore it that it happened, but uh, Lizzo happened, unfortunately, and there was a Lizzo Photoshop from just over a week ago uh, done by Doc Dorian. Um, Doc, if you're listening, my eyes still hurt. It's been over a week. Um, I have to wear sunglasses 24-7. I have to even wear them in my sleep because my eyes hurt so much. Um, eventually, I hope to get over it. Uh, it might take a while. I know that many B subscriber, uh, subscribers had to go to various eye doctors over this last week. I wouldn't be shocked. There's quite a few uh, bills getting sent to the B headquarters that Seth is going to have to cover. Um, but boy, that was something else. So Doc, maybe next time, just, you know, just show Lizzo's neck and above maybe, and then just skip the rest of her. Um, and actually you'll save a lot of ink anyway, if you do that. So that's probably not a bad idea. I think I can speak for the whole headline forum. <laughs> When I say our reaction was probably something like this. <laughs> yep. My eyes actually made that sound. That wasn't my throat making that sound. My eyes made that sound when I saw that first. So uh, my eyes can scream. I didn't know that, but they can. They, my eyes can make sound. Yeah. One of the things I really enjoy in the headline forum is commenting with a GIF. And some of the GIFs that, you, that, you, that we were posting about Lizzo and when you just search for example my, my eyes or wash my eyes some of the gifts are just uh, absolutely wonderful there's such some a good gift ones. eyes burning <laughs> yeah you know it's like there's so many things I want to respond to in life and other things with a gif that I can't yeah. right I can only really do it on the B or not the B um, but yes um, yeah there was a lot of good gifts uh, regarding Lizzo and it was it was it was a lot of fun making fun of that Photoshop over the, about a week long period yeah. or so. A lot of us jumped in and a lot of us wrote headlines because of that. Uh, Kurgle got one read in the podcast, thankfully. That was awesome. Yep. So Kyle got to read that. Well done, Kurgle. Yep. So well done, Kurgle. And that was great. Something else I need to mention, I'd be remiss if I didn't. So I, I know that a lot of us that are regular headline forum users that often when the main B podcast comes out on usually Friday mornings, a lot of us skip right into the premium section and try to find right away where they're reading our headlines. I, that's what I do every single time. I'm pretty good about finding it. Hmm. And poor Emma, I think we all need to maybe crowdsource some binoculars for Emma. Um, as she was trying to read our headlines, she was really having a hard time. And I kind of said something, I felt bad. I said something on the comments of the, of the podcast when it was done. And she responded a couple with, to a couple of them. And as she realized I was just having fun, but, and she mentioned she has a hard time seeing them. So obviously none of us have been in the studio to actually see what it looks like when they're trying to read them. And Tej, I know you got to read those a couple of weeks ago and you said it was challenging for you yeah. on zoom to read them. So I do know in reality it's, it's, it, it can be challenging, but I did find it kind of funny that Emma was having a hard time reading them and um, she kind of botched a couple of them, but she sure tried. So I, I appreciate that. So the reason we're doing this podcast, as has been said before, it's to pull back the curtain 
and really allow us the opportunity to get to know each other. You know, there are real people behind the usernames, the avatars, and all the wonderful headlines that we read every day on the headline forum. And so with that in mind, Conservative Prof and I are very excited to uh, introduce another interview with another wonderful member of the headline forum community. So yeah, it was a good, uh, it was a good conversation, wasn't it, Conservative Prof? We had a great time with Stanky. I know you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So enjoy this interview with Stanky Stankovic. Well, I always have to laugh. The last couple of episodes of the Main B podcast, um, it's probably been mostly Kyle, for whatever reason, uh, seeing a headline by by Stanky Stankowitz and laughing and, and seeing the giggle. So I always get a kick out of that when I see see the hosts uh, seeing your name and, and laughing and smirking. So I think the first question we need to ask you is, tell us the origins of your username. Oh, that's actually a tough one. First off, I was very proud of that fact that they laughed at my username. Um, that was definitely a highlight for me. So I originally signed on to both B and not the B with a username that had close to my name in it. So once I started posting more often, I realized I had to change that. And for some reason, I don't know, I always think that Polish names sound sound funny with the Ovich or Wits type thing. So for some reason that just came to my head, Stanky Stankowitz. But I, I like it now. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those names where you're like, why didn't I think of that? Honestly, you know, it was like, <laughs> it's like what a great name. Is it part of it that you want to hide your true identity because of your profession? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I um so I don't mind sharing sharing my views and you know, of course I I'm definitely uh on the conservative side of things, but since I'm since I teach at a university that's uh definitely gotten gone a little bit woke with everybody else, uh I don't feel like people figuring out that it's me doing some of this stuff and <laughs> making some of the comments that I make. Absolutely. No, I totally get that. I'm a little bit more fortunate in that I do teach for a private faith-based Baptist university. And there are a few kind of a little bit wokies in the humanities, which is not unusual and not crazy, but in the business school where I'm at, it's pretty conservative, thankfully. So my colleagues, the vast majority of my colleagues do share my political views. So I don't have to worry about that too much. Yeah, that's nice. And then tell me well, your avatar, where that come from? That one, I was getting a little bit jealous of everybody having cool avatars. So I, I went out and looked and I actually typed in the word freak and <laughs> images. And then I I found something that was, it was kind of like a weird freakish unicorn, but it was all black and white. So that didn't look cool. And then when I saw this one, I was like, this is perfect. So it made me think of Monsters, Inc. I don't know if that character yeah. is from Monsters, Inc. Is that okay? Is that what it's from? Yeah, me too. Okay. Okay. I, don't I wasn't know. crazy then. I, that's what I thought it was from, but I wasn't 100% sure. And it could be, it could not be. I'm not sure. But. I think you might be right. I never thought of that before. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like it, but it looks like a sort of a baby version. Uh, so uh, I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's Monsters, Inc., but it, it could be based off of that or something. Yeah, it, definitely more of a baby version. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great avatar. It goes really well with your name. Yeah. And it just adds to your persona for sure. It's great. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. So Conservative Prof mentioned a moment ago, Stanky, that you're quite new to the forum, but uh, I was just looking on your profile actually, and it tells me you joined on September 9th of last year. So you've had a good year on the forum 
behind you now and you've congratulations on on one published headline which we'll talk about in a minute and hopefully many more to come you, you've been a, a bit of a rising star I think it's fair to say on the forum so it's really cool to to be able to speak with you so how have you found the forum have you been active from day one or was that uh, is it more in the last few weeks or months that there's been a, a change of gear for you and you've, you've suddenly found your rhythm or how would you how would you describe that well, yeah, actually, when I knew I was coming on here, I uh, ended up looking back at my headlines and I didn't realize I've only been actively submitting headlines on a regular basis for about three months now. Okay. So I joined during the pandemic. I started uh, getting more into politics. I started listening to like Daily Wire podcasts, things like that. And of course, you know, if you go to any conservative news, eventually you run into people talking to talking about Babylon B headlines and things like that, at least saying something like, oh, that sounds like a Babylon B headline. During the pandemic also, I started realizing we needed those conservative voices out there. So I try to support through money if I, if I can. So I got the membership. And for a long time, I was just reading some headlines. I got into not the B at some point. And then, like I said, a few months ago was when I started regularly like doing the four, four headlines every day. And, and that's where I kind of started hitting things and realizing there was a great community going on and, and all that. So it's it's been a fun journey. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just amused by your profile introduction here, uh, you're calling, you're referring to yourself as the inventor of the Redactatron 3000, <laughs> which I think uh, any active uh. any active person on the forum has probably come across that either we've talked about it on this podcast before and it's of course we had the uh, we had that appearing in the headline forum some time ago so could you I, I'm, I'm intrigued because uh, that I think that took me by surprise it was suddenly there and everyone was posting about Redactatron if I'm pronouncing that correctly what's the uh, what, what, what was the inspiration for that how did you arrive at uh, that amazing uh, phrase so that was, I think that was the first time where I really was trying to master taking an idea that spanned three different lines and just getting it down to a, a one line headline. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was when the FBI raid affidavit or whatever it was, was supposed to come out and everybody knew it was going to be redacted. So I had this really long stuff explaining it. And then I was like, you know, if I just say Redactotron, I think people are going to know exactly what it does. So I ended up with the the headline being um, FBI developers of the Redacto, Redactotron 3000 excited for their moment to shine. <laughs> and, and it happened. I think that was the first day that Brother Tim was doing his word cloud. Aye. And then Veldsbado in the where brother Tim had posted his first word cloud, Veldsbato was like, Redactotron, that's Stankies. And then Kurgel and G Fanson got on there. I'm name dropping all over the place. Go ahead. They, they got on there and they decided it was their mission to make the Redactotron show up on that, that <laughs> trending words list. So that was how that all started. It was basically, it was, it was Kurgel and, and G Fanson who, uh, decided to make it a thing. So now, and I've looked, I'm pretty proud of the fact that there's seven pages of Redactotron headlines. Wow. Seven pages. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. You know, it can, it came out too when the word cloud thing came out. So it was very organic in how it worked out. A lot of people saw that. And uh, I definitely jumped in and did quite a few of those. And then 
Tiege actually added the word bumfuzzle to a few things. And we kind of added bumfuzzle and Redactatron together for a few headlines also. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was very organic, which is which is what I really like about the forum when we can kind of here we are all separated by miles and there's an ocean between us and Tiege, but yet we can all make these things happen through the power of the internet and all kind of having um, uh, the same sense of humor, or at least, you know, kind of humor adjacent sense of humor, which is great. So that's a lot of fun. Well, yeah. And even just the, the idea of Dan picking up right away when brother Tim posted the word cloud, Dan was like, Hey, I'm going to add that. Exactly. Yeah. It was perfect. It was just such good timing and so much fun. Well, we're big fans of the word cloud and we've, we've talked about it quite a bit. And, you know, if, if you want a word to be successful, I think it's fair to say the key to success is getting Kurgle on the case. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> she will make things happen. That's true. <laughs> her reach within the forum, her powers. I don't know. There's some, some magical powers, I think, uh, Kurgle has over the forum to bend the forum to her will. Absolutely. No, they're good. She's <laughs> and she uses her power for good. So we're all happy about that. But the, the, the advantage there, of course, conservative prof, is if you and I can subtly mansplain to Kurgel, we can really guide <laughs> we can guide her, her powers. Yeah. Thankfully she's she's really good about being mansplained too. She picks up things pretty fast. So for being a woman and all, she catches on fast, absolutely. So it's really good. <laughs> And my wife just elbowed me in the gut as I said that. Just I felt it, even though we're a few miles apart right now. I'm in the office and she's at home. I still felt the gut bunch from the, from me from when I said that. So anyway, I'll have to keep my voice down because my wife is uh, just downstairs, so she <laughs> she may hear me. Be very very quiet. <laughs> so I got a question for Stanky. Also, uh, now when I. I get a lot of notifications because I follow a lot of people. I don't follow many as many as 2 plus 2 Chicken does, but I still follow a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I, th I try to blaze through my notifications as fast as I possibly can. And so it's easiest just to use the like button. I use, so I use that one a lot. But I'll have to notice, Stanky, that um, you do not use the like button very often. You're actually using reactions and using some really good reactions. So I think we'd like to hear... Mm. about your ability to use reactions and why you do those and which ones that you'd like to use and go from there. Well, yeah, I think when I first was active, the, pretty soon after that was when the bacon reaction came out. Yes. And I, I was using the bacon reaction nonstop. And if you look on the stats, I'm still the number one user of the bacon reaction, even though I don't think I've used it for two months now. And because, so I guess I used it just that much. But after some time, I decided that I didn't like just putting in the same reaction. I decided I wanted to uh, react as if the headline were a news story. So I, I hope that people get that. If I dumpster fire your headline, I'm not saying your headline is terrible. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is the content is dumpster fireable or sounds like a dumpster fire. So I, I like to, to do that. I just think it's more fun to react that way. I think I've maybe used the like reaction only like two or three times ever. And uh, those were probably mostly on accident. <laughs> well, I enjoy it. I really do. I enjoy it when other people use the appropriate reactions and whatnot. But, but I'm not good at reciprocating that. So I should try to get better. We'll see. <laughs> no promises. I've noticed that about you, conservative prof. You, you only generally like and then if i know if you really find a headline funny 
you'll put a suitable GIF in the comments. And again, it's just, it's a time play for me. I just, I blaze through them fast. I am a, the master of multitasking, which only means I don't do any one thing very well. I just do a lot of things okay. That's kind of how it, how I live my life lately, I guess. I wanted to talk about the reactions because I'm, I'm harking on about this as much as I can because uh, I still see most people just uh, liking stuff, uh, including you, conservative prof. So, Stanky, it was, I've noticed you tend to react with the shocked reaction quite a lot as well. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I've noticed that recently, actually, that that's my most common one. Uh, and, and I use that one not always just for shocked. It's also like, oh, now I see. So I go by what, whatever it strikes me as visually while I'm doing the reaction is, is what I'm using it for. I, I don't adhere to the definitions that are, uh, that are given by, by the bee. I think that's authoritarian for them to try to <laughs> for, force that on us. Dan Dillon, authoritarian. I think that's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you are indeed the, uh, the most crispiest, uh, according to the random stats here on the, on the Babylon Bee website. Uh, of all time, I have I haven't used the bacon reaction in two months. I don't understand how how I still hold the title. But if I look at the last seven days, Ministry of Truth is the most crispiest. Oh, okay. And I'm the most sanctimonious of all time. Still, that, that means I'm the the master of the heresy reaction. Kirkle and I had a little competition going on there for a while. And uh, for anyone wondering what we're talking about, by the way, if you go on, uh, I don't know if it's available on the on the app. But certainly on the desktop version, if you go to uh, the little three lines in the top right-hand corner, click on there and scroll down under under dashboard to, uh, to stats, you get a really nice overview. And then you can also see the the top users on the Babylon Bee headline forum. And I've just noticed Sue Peterson has pushed me from number eight. So she is now number eight. So Sue, I'm coming for you. Yeah, so Stanky, I was just looking at your again at your stats here, and I see you've got 348 headlines that you've submitted in total. Conservative Prof, I think you had the uh, Stanky's first ever headline that he submitted a year ago in front of you there. Yeah, I sure do. Let me read that for everybody here. GOP lauded as stunning and brave as entire caucus shows up to Newsom Victory Gala in Tax the California Dresses. Very good. And that must have been soon after AOC had her tax the rich dress that she wore at something. Yeah, exactly. And I, I would have, these days, I would have made that a ton shorter than that. You learn, don't you? You learn that you have to, you know, brevity is important. Absolutely. You got 340 some headlines that you've uh, put out there, but you do have a publish. And I there are some mm. very longtime forum users that have gone well over a thousand submissions before getting a publish. So I think you should be uh, feel really good about getting one uh, that fast. And I think we need to talk about the headline you got published because it was fairly recent. So it's it's not that long ago. And it's, it's something that's been in the news lately. So. so I'll go ahead and read that one for us. Rated by FBI, Mike Lindell barricades self in his newest product, My Pillow Fort which is awesome with the trademark little symbol there too. I, I love that one. Um, they did a Babylon B radio episode where they included that one. Uh, it was great. I actually re-listened to that one today in preparation for our conversation today. So um, I love that one. Uh, Well-deserving of a publish. And again, one of those you're like, why didn't I think of that? So I, I love those kind of headlines where I go, I should have thought of that. It was like a really good one. It was very funny. And I, I really liked the Photoshop yes. as well. You just, you just said Mike Lindell's, Mike Lindell's face appearing out of this huge amount of pillows. It was just, uh, it was wonderful to, to behold. 
<laughs> so do you want to tell us how you thought of that and how did it feel to uh, find out you were published? I, I actually looked up beforehand because of the idea, like you said, it's fairly obvious. I had to look it up to make sure nobody else had submitted it. And then I was rushing to do it. <laughs> and I should have done it much shorter, like the B ended up doing it in the end. The, the, uh, I think they just said Mike Lindell still holding out in my, in a pill, a my pillow fort. But yeah, it just, it was pillow. I thought pillow fort hiding from the FBI. So it was, that was one of those where at, for some reason, there were a few weeks there where headlines were coming to me as soon as I saw something on the news. That's not happening these days though, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, we, we ebb and flow with those. Absolutely. Yeah. What I liked about your headline is you could visualize it, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. you read a headline and go, <laughs> I can see this, the Photoshop of that in my mind. And I, I could instantly with that one, which is what I really liked about it. And obviously not every Photoshop is going to lend itself to, to that. But I really like that one because you're like, you can just imagine Mike Lindell in a pillow <laughs> for it, right? You know, so that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely loved it. You've mentioned, uh, Stanky, that going back to your first headline, you, you kind of recognize now, oh, I do it a little bit different. And how have you arrived at that conclusion? Is that from just the experience of trying different things or seeing what the, the community are doing? How, how have you sort of shaped your or molded your uh, approach to writing headlines since you first joined? Well, when I first joined, I mean, I was writing, I was writing screenplays in my headlines. Like it was just <laughs> super long. And, and the idea was I, I felt like I had to explain the joke to people. Sure. And it, it took me a while to realize that, that I didn't have to. I think that I actually posted something on Not The Bee in, in the group where, you know, you ask other people for help in your headlines. Hmm. And somebody had told me to shorten a headline at one point. And I decided I didn't want to shorten it the way that they had suggested. But then the next day, Mr. Sender had a headline that he posted. And it, it was already pretty short. It was something like, man apologizes before or for, for wife's uh, coffee order being too complicated before ordering. And then that one ended up getting featured and it may have been published. I can't remember, but when it was featured, SDH cut it down to just man apologizes before ordering wife's coffee or something like that, mm. or before placing wife's coffee order. And it was literally that one was the one that made me realize, okay, going shorter and not explaining the joke so much is a good thing because he had already written a fairly short headline. And when I saw her shorten that, that is when it clicked for me that you don't need to explain the joke. If I think something needs to be explained, I tend now to still write the short headline and then I'll put in the, the first comment, I might put in something to either explain it or, you know, write the first line of the article, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it literally was that particular headline that I remember Mr. Sender getting featured that, that made me change my entire process. So now I, a lot of times will draft one. If something feels too long, that was when I first started actually like putting it into a text document. And then I'll try to figure out ways where I can shorten it down. That reminds me of something that I think for people wanting to learn how to write a headline lately, what SDH has been doing when she identifies a headline that should be featured she pins it to the headline form, so it's really easy to find it. It's right there, and she'll keep it up there for a few hours. But what she puts in that headline in the comments after she features somebody's headline, she posts that she edited it, and she posts what the original headline said. 
And then, yep. and of course, what she's pinned is the new headline that's going to end up on the front page of the B website. And my suggestion for users would be to look at what she did to edit that down and learn from that because mm -hmm. she is really good at what she does. She's been doing this for a while and she's a professional editor. And so uh, take her advice just by the examples that she provides. And I have gotten better and better and better at that, too. I, I try to post as short of a headline as I possibly can. I've been the same thing that Stanky has done where I might in the first comment right away post something just to explain it. Just because just sometimes the joke might not land if somebody doesn't understand where it's coming from. But you do try to go shorter. Absolutely. And if anyone listening is on Not The Bee and they weren't sure what Stanky was talking about, there is a group where you can submit Babylon Bee headline pitches. And it's called Bee Subscribers Make Desperate Attempt to Be Funnier. Yeah, you can, like Stanky said, you can drop an idea in there or even a, a complete headline uh, so people can uh, can give feedback and, and go and check that out. Tish put a headline together a little bit earlier today, basically saying that, hey, we're going to be interviewing Stanky. What kind of questions do you have for him? And everybody posted quite a few, which we absolutely love. Loads. Loads. And we are going to tease Stanky a little bit in that he began to actually answer a couple of those. And Tish had to stop and say, hey, hey, dude, uh, we're going to we're going to answer those during the podcast. So hold, hold, slow the roll, buddy. Just a little bit there. Yeah. I was like, a, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept here. Of, uh... <laughs> to be fair, I apologized with a kitty and butterflies. So you did. Well, kitties and butterflies make everything better. Absolutely. Exactly. So, yeah, I, okay. I love um, I do love those gif reactions. They're fantastic. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to be able to get to every single question, so no. we'll try to. We'll definitely Tej and I will ask some of the ones that we find interesting. Uh, we're not trying to play favorites or anything like that. But there's a one question in particular I want to make sure that we ask. And as we mentioned, um, as we're recording this, Stanky's around seven hundred thousand community points, and hopefully it won't be terribly long before he hits a million points. So Kamari Tux posted a great question. And Kamari Tux, congratulations to her. She just hit a million points also um, recently. So she's at, as, the, as I'm reading this, she's at 1.01 and maybe a little bit higher. By the time this comes out, that'll definitely be higher. But a question that she asked is this, can you tell us three things about yourself that would allow us to celebrate you with headlines when you reach a million points? Yeah, and I, I think it's uh, it's most amusing to give things that uh, that, that people can make fun of me for. I, I'm a very self-deprecating person. So I, I like making fun of myself. I might as well let other people make fun of me. So the, fir the first one, as I mentioned to her, was uh, I'm bald and gigantic. So <clears throat> I do have a, a goatee. And part of the reason is because if I don't have the goatee, I'm so bald, white, and gigantic that I just kind of look like Nosferatu. So... Anything, anything to do with Nosferatu being bald or gigantic, um, the, that'll that'll work uh, if you want to make fun of me while you're while you're celebrating. And then uh, we already talked about this on on the B. I've got two titles in the stats right now. One is most reactive, and the other one is most, what is it crispiest for the bacon reaction. Yeah, so that's basically it. that yeah. it, it means I have too much time on my hands and I'm <laughs> spending too much time up duty. Uh, and then the third thing, I teach stats and finance at business school. So that gives people plenty of reason to hate me. 
because I, I give them hard exams and homeworks and all that. And and you can also say I'm a bit of a nerd that way. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> there we go. There it is. <laughs> to use that. There it is. Okay, I've got another question here. And uh, fortunately, you didn't answer this one in, in any great detail, but you did say, let me get back to you on this one. I don't have time to look right now. The, the question is from Skull Crazes. What's a favorite joke you wrote that's only got a few upvotes? This one I actually prepared for, and I, I'm glad you asked it because I thought this was a good question. And I did find one headline that I thought was pretty good, and it only got about 12 updutes. And this was at the time Biden had had walked away from Jill at the podium at one point, and then somebody put a video together where there was an ice cream truck in the background. <laughs> and that was what that was what he was walking away for. And then Reuters actually did a fact check on it. Like Reuters actually fact checked a, a meme video that somebody had made. So he wasn't, but he wasn't really following an ice cream truck. So this headline is in response to that. It was Reuters fact check. Despite numerous political caricatures, President Joe Biden is not, in fact, a cartoon, and his head is, quote, pretty reasonably sized for his age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, I've got another one for you. I went way down the list just to try to find some you hadn't already answered. So, so <laughs> this is from yeah, this is from 10 ton BP, the number 10 ton BP. As a professor of statistics, is it really true that 83% of statistics are made up on the spot? I don't know. I think there's probably a 10% chance of that, but I'm only 50% sure. So I, I'm i not quite positive. I was going through my old headlines and I actually had one headline that said that experts are wrong 88% of the time. Are they right? We ask the experts. <laughs> so I saw, I saw that today. But yeah, most statistics are um, are fairly well manipulated, especially the ones that you see in the news. So for, for a serious answer, you, you've got to be pretty skeptical when you see stats and kind of dig down a bit more and figure out what, what are they leaving out. It's my opinion. Yeah, so I've got another question here from Jack Lodi. Lodi. Looks like quite a new user. So welcome to the forum. And he's asking, did you ever lose your sense of humor in the last two years? And how did you get it back? I don't think I ever lose my sense of humor. Uh, there are times where I might be a little bit too serious for a few moments, but I'm just, a lot of times I'm kind of a ridiculous person. I'm, I'm very sarcastic. So I think uh, I, I might fit in pretty well in the, in the UK where you're from, Tej. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> but uh, so I, I kind of sometimes even warn people, most people you should take them seriously unless they give you a reason not to. With me, it's exactly the opposite. You should assume I'm giving you some sarcastic response when you're, when you're talking to me. Um, until I say, no, no, okay, now I'll get serious and say it. So I, it, it's hard for me to lose my sense of humor for any, any more than a few moments just because I am such a, a s silly and ridiculous person. Okay, I've got a good question from Neil Hillbilly. And there's a reason, I, there's a reason I'm asking this one. <laughs> and you'll know that when I, when I read the question. <laughs> Uh-oh. How many conservative professors does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many conservative professors does it take to screw in a light bulb? 
So I guess this goes back to the previous question. This is the time when I've lost my sense of humor because I can't think of a, a funny response. But I would say it, it probably takes several because you've got all the bureaucracy to get through. If you're going to have a professor do it, it costs a lot of money. So I, I think it would take quite a few and, and quite a bit of cash to get it done. Yeah, at my school, there'd have to be a faculty committee assembled to yep. determine if indeed the light bulb should be replaced. <laughs> uh, we'd identify that. That might take a meeting or two. Uh, once you've identified that the light bulb should be replaced, assuming that we that it should be replaced, the next question would be, what would be the proper wattage? Should we go with something like an LED bulb? Does that bulb really need to be replaced? Does that bulb exist? If we, if we happen to bring in some philosophy professor, the question would be, does the bulb <laughs> exist? So it could take quite a while. Even conservative or not, you think conservatives, we don't want government, we don't want intrusion, we just get things done. But unfortunately, when it comes to faculty and faculty committees, we're kind of hamstrung by that. So I have a question here from SDH, slightly disparate housewife, uh, a blue check who's awesome. What is your favorite vacation you've taken? And this usually asks multiple questions. So I'm going to ask them all and you can just kind of do rapid fire answering them. So the first one is, Again, what is your favorite vacation you've taken? Once you answer that one, then I'll ask you the other ones that she had. So favorite vacation, that would be a close call between a couple. There was one that I took that was a vacation across Arizona when I was in college, um, basically literally across the state. But I think my more favorite one is probably an Ireland trip that I took. Uh, I think I was around 27 years old or so and started off in, in Dublin. Eventually went all the way over over to Shannon on the on the West Coast, and that was just a fun, such a fun trip. It was a blast, and I had never been to Ireland before, so just beautiful, beautiful country. It was fun hearing the accents change every five kilometers, because uh, if you've never been to Ireland, that's one thing. If you travel from town to town, the accents are, are quite different each time, but that was a blast. Such a fun place. Did you happen to run into Joel Osteen while you were over there? <laughs> I did not, but I did run into Dave Attell in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. Day. Okay. Nice. Nice. Second part of her question is this, something you would like us to know that hasn't been asked so far. I don't know. I guess I, I, guess I could just say that I, um, well, here's one. I got it. I, uh, I play guitar. Oh, nice. I, I wouldn't say that I'm very good at it, but uh, I was much better when I was a kid. And like in high school, I was in a, a heavy metal band. All right. Um, did all, all that fun stuff. And I actually started playing a little bit more during the pandemic after not playing for years, just because I was home That's bored great. all the time. Yeah. So she does ask two more questions. I'm going to just ask one of them, though, because... We can see each other. Uh, everybody who's listening to this may not know that, but we can see each other. So SDH asks one more question. Do you have a pet? And I happen to see behind you, raising <laughs> ahead, a pet. So you go ahead and tell us. Yeah, I've got a dog who is about as ridiculous as it gets. He's a Sharpay Bassett mix named Oscar. For any feds listening, now you know who I am. But he, he's a Sharpe Bassett mix, so he's stumpy. His legs are Bassett legs, so he's probably about 12, 13 inches tall at most, uh, maybe less than that, but he weighs like 59 pounds. So he's this little monster. He's the most loving dog you'll ever meet, but he's also just a total jerk many times. He's super, <laughs> super stubborn. 
but I, I love him to death. And he's, he's about 10 and a half years old now uh, and still just really has a lot of energy. And I, he's, he's a good guy. I like him. I can see him there in the background. He's definitely living his best dog life now. <laughs> That's what he does all day. Sleeping on that comfortable looking sofa you have. Oh, he raised his head a little bit earlier. Like, is he still talking? I just, he's wake, he's waking me up. Yeah. I, I posted the other day a, a picture of him snuggling with me. And I, I said, here's a snuggles from a dog who thinks he's a cat. And that's basically what it is. He's as lazy as a cat. He likes laying in the sun, even though it's too hot. He's a weirdo. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So I've got one final question from Ministry of Truth. Will there be a Redactatron 4000 series? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that question. <laughs> right now, we've got supply chain issues. So I don't think it's the right time to release it. It would it would cost too much money and and my target audience can't afford it anyway. So maybe when when we come out on the other side of this disastrous economy, uh maybe we'll celebrate with a uh a 4000 series uh Ron DeSantis version. Ooh, now you're talking. <laughs> Skull Crazes commented underneath and said they're going to just release the 3000S instead. Oh, the 3000S. <laughs> Take a hint from Apple, apparently. Yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> uh, well, thanks again, everyone, for sending in all of those questions. That was uh, really cool. There were so many there. And again, sorry we couldn't get through through them all. But uh, if Stanky has time, he now has our permission to go through and answer any that we haven't talked about <laughs> on the podcast. Thank you. So, as, as we've started to do at the end of our interviews here, we've got our own five questions, and we wanted just to rattle through those with you very quickly before we let you get on with the rest of your day. So, question number one, Stanky. When did you receive the Babylon Bee into your heart? Well, that was, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier. I guess it was September of, of last year. Uh, again, it was during all the COVID madness, uh, and I just started getting more into politics and then all of the conservative uh, podcasts and everything uh, eventually led me to the B and, and I was pretty much in love with reading it and then didn't know that about nine months later, I would also be pitching headlines four times a day. And you would be an addict. Exactly. <laughs> and did you, did you come across it through a social media platform or through friends or family or how, how did you come across the first? And can you remember the first headline you saw from the Babylon Bee actually? I can't. I was trying to think that when I heard you asking other people the question, uh, but I, I'm sure that it was somebody mentioning a Babylon Bee headline on, you know, a Daily Wire podcast or something else uh, like that, that, that made me realize that it was funny stuff. It may have even been on a, a meme review podcast. I listen to or watch his education every week. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but his, his podcast is so funny. All right. Well, question number two, favorite headline that you have submitted. Oh, my favorite that I've submitted and people will make fun of me for this because I've called this out before. It was buoyed by wind streak. Biden ditches cool aviators for even cooler Zorro mask. <laughs> and I, I joked at one point that I said I thought it was a moral outrage that it wasn't published because I, I, you could picture the Photoshop and it was also a pretty biting headline because I'm kind of making fun of the media 
and Biden, because there was that one week where he had, I think it was when he passed the Inflation Production Act, where uh, everybody was saying, oh, he's got his aviators back on. And I was like, all right, then put on a Zorro mask if you're that awesome. I like how you said the Inflation Production Act. I like that. That's good. Oh, yeah, that was intentional. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I think you'll join a, a long a long list of disappointed and hopefully not offended subscribers who... Uh, I mean, you, you were talking about this conservative prof. I think it was on our, when we were going through some of your old headlines and celebrating your many points. And uh, I sensed some disappointment with you as well. You said, oh, that was such a good headline. I was really hoping they'd publish that. And I know I, I've, I've certainly had that myself. And I'm, I'm sure most subscribers have felt this is such a good headline. And if there's just a way you could force Kyle Mann not to stroke his goatee. <laughs> I I hear you. Absolutely true. Yeah. But, you know, that just means we're having fun with it. We know yep. that not everything we publish is going to or that we submit is going to get published, obviously. But it's you always have a favorite, right? You um, you've got a headline that you did and you just think it's funny. And I often think about headlines that I've done later and just laugh to myself, you know, because I have to laugh at my own jokes <laughs> because not many other people do. But, you know, it's just the way it works and it's okay. Obviously, the B is getting, you know, hundreds a day are getting submitted and they publish six, seven, eight articles a day. So it's just the math is there, right? And they've got obviously their own staff of extremely talented writers who are, you know, getting paid to do this too. So they're going to get the most, obviously. Well, and I think you've got to be able to make fun of yourself about it, too, because that's what I'm doing. When I say it's a moral outrage that it wasn't published, I'm, I'm making fun of myself exactly. for, me, for loving it so much. Exactly. My and own headline. I liked how you said earlier about self-deprecating humor, and that definitely would describe my my style. I, I Making fun of yourself is is kind of a natural way of me of living so for me in, in the classroom my students love that they just if i can crack a joke at my own yep. expense it really it makes me look human or feel human to them and uh, they like that it breaks down a lot of barriers when you can do that yeah i think a lot of people on the headline forum would fit that description hey absolutely yeah there's right. definitely a certain comedy style um that's for a lot of us that are frequent submission uh, do the four per day or do quite a few you know over the period of time and that I think we have a lot of very similar styles of comedy for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And if I can call out one headline that was submitted by yeah. somebody else, Dissidente Redactico, I think has a sense of humor that most matches mine hmm. and he writes better headlines than I do. And right before the hurricane, he had one that was, that I thought was just hilarious. It was hurricane reporter impaled by a smaller reporter. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I that, that one. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a great B video. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about video. I was thinking the yeah. Photoshop would be funny enough. Sure. You're right. Yeah. The video yeah. would be even better. <laughs> I do like his headlines. They're extremely oh, Of funny. course, they're great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, move on then to question number three. What fast food menu item is the result of the fall? I, I should have thought about this more since I've heard it previously, but one thing that always has disappointed me, and it's the reason why I don't eat there anymore, is Burger King has the worst French fries in the world, and they're just awful. And I remember when I was a kid, it was especially disappointing because McDonald's French fries were so good. 
And I think this was back when they fried them in animal fat. McDonald's French fries are so good, they're addictive. And then you go to Burger King and it's like, what is this abomination? So maybe that's the one. Okay, I've got question number four. What is your favorite denomination and why is it Baptist? Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree there because I was I was raised Lutheran. And one of the things that appeals to me about Lutheranism is the laziness factor <laughs> where, where you don't really have to go to church. You can just have your personal relationship with God, even if it's just while you're laying in your bed. Uh, so it's, I think the, the laziness of Lutheranism helps put that one above the others for me. Okay, got it. Somebody somewhere is triggered right now, but that's okay. <laughs> Okay, Stanky, final question, and our hopes are high, given our uh, previous discussion around your published headline. If the FBI raided your house, how many my pillows would they find? To answer honestly, they would find zero. Oh, <gasps> I, I have, <laughs> I have these Tempur-Pedic pillows that I bought with my Tempur-Pedic mattress years ago, and uh, I can't give those up. What they would find that would actually probably get me sent to the gulag faster though is i have basically a mug from every single conservative podcaster site out there i've got the babylon b and not the b and everything it's louder with crowder many conservative tears or, or no it's leftist tears tumblers yep. i'm so confused now that babylon b has a conservative tears tumbler yeah i forgot that daily wire is leftist tears so that that stuff would send me the gulag yeah, I saw you post a photo of that on not to be at once. I'm not yeah. sure when that was, but yeah, I was like in awe. That w- what a great collection. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I was still wouldn't mind having that collection of mugs that you have. That's a great collection. No, I just like to support the uh, the the people who are out there speaking the truth. I like to support them, even if it's you know just buying a fifteen twenty dollar mug from them, because um, I Absolutely. know people put in a lot of work, and we we need those voices. So I like contributing any way I can. And that's the laziest way to contribute, too. So that theme goes on. Just give him money. (laughs) The Lutheran (laughs) runs deep in him. (laughs) Well, Stanky, I really want to say thank you for the time that you've given us today. Um, I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while now and been really excited to have this time together. And and you came onto the headline forum so bold and so strong. And I was really Mm -hmm. impressed by that. Um, not even realizing you were kind of lurking out there as a member for so long. But I love it when people decide they're going to go all in on the forum, and you did that. And uh, I, I really appreciate that. And you added so much to the forum. And uh, so I just want to say thank you for the time you've given us today, and really appreciate that. We were just saying off the air as well, you know, this has been a really nice conversation. We're learning as well. This is new for us. Our apologies to our earlier guests, I think. <laughs> the further along we go, the naturally this thing is going to take more shape. Thank you guys so much for all the hard work you put in on the podcast. I mean, everybody's loving it. I I know I have. We do hope so. We'll we'll pay them uh, we'll pay them handsomely for their kind feedback and remarks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. All right, thanks so much guys. It's been a pleasure. All the best to you. Thank you, thank you. Same right. here. Take care now. So there we have it. That was a really good time with uh, Stanky, wasn't it, conservative prof? Absolutely enjoyed that quite a bit. Um I was very surprised, though. Here's a guy who had a headline published about my pillows, my pillow fort. He doesn't know, own any my pillows, though. I'm very disappointed by that. But we'll forgive him. I'll forgive it him. Was a, it was a shocking revelation.
Yeah, he does have all those conservative mugs, though. He showed a photo of that once on Not the Bee, so I'll forgive him only because of that. <laughs> but like I said as well to Stunky, it is so much fun to get to know the subscribers. And uh, these are real people. They're not bots. <laughs> Feltspotto, perhaps the exception there. You mentioned it was computer graphics conservative prof. Maybe it was a deep fake. I think it was a deep fake controlled by actual real bots. Yes, I'm almost certain of it. Well, I want to point out another user, a fairly recent um, B subscriber, Volodymyr Zelensky, uh, V-O-L-O, Volodymyr <laughs> Zelensky. You probably have heard of him. He's been pretty busy lately fighting this war over in Ukraine against Russia. Although um, it sounds like he's been spending a lot of time in the Bahamas. So apparently with the $40 billion we sent him, he carved out $100 for a B subscription. So I give him applause for that. So a little bit of applause for Vladimir for spending $100 wisely at least. So that at least $100 was not money laundered. The rest of it we can't really know for sure. Um, but Vladimir has been posting quite a bit lately, both in terms of uh, comments on articles and also been writing some headline forums. So I would recommend you follow Vladimir, interact with him. Sounds like he's been spending quite a bit of time in the Bahamas on the beach. Um, and apparently he's got a large swimming pool with $100 bills in it there also. So um, probably a coincidence, you know, with the $40 billion we sent him. Uh, probably not a direct correlation, but, you know, maybe there is there. Hard to say. But um, apparently he's been fighting the war from afar in the Bahamas. But give him a follow, interact with him. Uh, been a pretty funny account and worth, worth your time for sure. We wanted to try and resurrect something which hasn't been on the main podcast in a very long time. That is stuff that's good. So I believe you've got one thing you wanted to... I do. Yeah. So again, this is an American thing. I'm not sure if they have this where you are it's called papa murphy's it's a pizza place what's mm -hmm. unique about papa murphy's is it's take and bake so they make the pizza but they don't cook it you have to take it back to your place and cook it on your own and i have to eat gluten-free i maybe have mentioned that somewhere in the past um, i have something called celiac disease and gluten makes me really 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 ill and so I've learned I have to be kind of choosy where I go out to eat and whatnot. But Papa Murphy's has this awesome gluten-free pizza. And I went there the other day. Mm -hmm. And um, was fr last Friday, my wife was really busy, and we decided just to get pizza. So I went and picked up a couple pizzas. And I got there on, on the door. It said triple pepperoni. And I'm like, whoa, triple pepperoni. So I got the triple pepperoni Papa Murphy's, and boy, was that good. Oh, <laughs> that was really, really good. I've noticed there's a huge divide on the in the, the bee community regarding pineapple on pizza. There is. I'm, I am pineapple indifferent, whatever, but I, I would not normally seek that out. Um, I would not. I feel like I have to choose a side here. I have to confess, I do like pineapple on pizza. I still for, I forgive you, and I still like you anyway. So because I'm indifferent anyway. So yeah. I, I can just feel a multitude of knives going into my back. <laughs> well, I've got another thing I wanted to recommend, and I actually posted it on Not the Bee a few days ago. It's a podcast called Theology in the Raw, and it's by a guy called Preston Sprinkle. 
which is a very interesting name. But uh, it's a really good podcast. He's recently interviewed Max Licado, or Max Licado, I think you say. And that was really, really good. I really enjoyed that. And um, it kind of resurrected my interest in his podcast. So if you're looking for a podcast with some good, deep theology, but in a in a fun way, I do recommend his podcast. And uh, yeah, you know, he's got some views, which I'm not sure I agree fully, but uh, he's got a very open and interesting approach uh, to theology. And he just wants to go where the text will lead. And if that goes against the grain of modern thought, he, he's willing to go there and, and, and have an honest and, and open look at what the, the text really does say. So I appreciate that from him. And uh, he's, he's, he's a really good guy. And I've actually, I've tried to suggest that he would be a good guest to have on the Babylon Bee podcast, actually. So uh, who knows? Watch this space. Maybe, uh, maybe we can try and make that happen. Yeah. So as always, we wanted to try and put the spotlight on some of you wonderful subscribers. And Conservative Prof and I have been looking at the headline forum over the last few days. And as always, this, uh, I mean, this, let's be honest, there are so many good headlines on there and uh, we can't do them all justice. Uh, but there's one or two in particular that we wanted to read out. So Conservative Prof, I understand, as as usual, you have uh, one or two that you wanted to, to read off here. Yeah, I have two that I found that I really enjoyed. And again, that's nothing against anybody else. These are just two that stuck out to me for this last week or so. Hmm. The first one is from the Babylon Bird, and it says this, Galadriel has to find enchanted water skis to jump an orc shark in season two of the Rings of Power. So I really <laughs> like that because of the whole jump the shark thing. I thought that was really good. So um, I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, because of jumping the shark. And then the other one that I have is from a very frequent headline subscriber. But it, again, it struck me as funny. This is from Mr. Sender 38. A gross exaggeration declared PayPal. The fine is only 1984 with a dollar sign in front of 1984. I thought that was really good because the news over the weekend was that PayPal would fine users $2,500 if they didn't like your views or your whatever your, your point of view. And of That's course, they come out it? and said that was a mistake, da 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 da, air quotes mistake. So I wrote mm. a one too, and um, uh, there's quite a few that got written. One got published today too about that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So those are the two yeah. that I thought were pretty good that I that I enjoyed. Yeah, and likewise for me, there's a couple here uh, which uh, which I thought were funny. The, the first one was from Nobody. Old man sad he doesn't get to yell at kids to get off his lawn as they are all inside playing video games. <laughs> and then another one here from Dissidente Redactico. This, this had me laughing out loud. Terrorist attack thwarted by gun-free zone sign. <laughs> it works every time. <laughs> I just love the visual of that. It's like, oh, we can't. Uh... Yeah, there was a movie years ago. It might have been Airplane, maybe, or one of the Airplane sequels where they showed terrorists that were going to bring a bomb onto a plane. But there was a sign before you board with a picture of a bomb <laughs> with a red line through it. So they had to like throw it away. That, it made me think of that. I think it was from one of the Airplane movies. Maybe, maybe the original one or one of the sequels. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, yeah, that sounds like one of those classic yeah. 80s Slapstick yeah. films, I love those. Absolutely. Maybe this is a little self-serving, but I saw one of your headlines this week, Conservative Prof, which which did make me chuckle. Uh, and you, you wrote this, whoops, Kamala's secret service driver just transitioned into a woman and hit a curb. <laughs> yeah, there was this, it was a not-to-be story where one of her drivers literally hit a curb and popped a tire but then they, they lied about it and tried to hide it. So I thought the B might publish something about that, but they never did. So 
tried to go with the woman hitting a curb trope because I got a publish on that once. So I tried to revisit that. And uh, we're big fans of the I'm feeling lucky button as well. So we're just going to conservative prof and I are just going to hit that a couple of times and we'll just see what we get here. And hopefully that way we can, yeah, we can use it for what it's been designed for and, and maybe try and shed some light on some headlines that we would have otherwise overlooked. So I've got one here from user Wayne Keeney. Producers of vegetable-themed children's show awarded Medal of Courage for animating a cucumber. (laughs) Okay, I've got one from Political Satire. The 87,000 new IRS agents have all been assigned to Hunter's case. (laughs) I imagine there'll be plenty of work there. Yeah, uh, that might take 87,000 to figure that one out. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, I've got another one here from user anything else. After teenage human brother douses himself with Axe body spray, Dog wonders why all the fuss about the poop rolling thing. (laughs) Uh, Should we do one more? Yeah, I've got one from Ray at the Bay. North Korean missile fired at Japan to hail historic alliance with USA accidentally hit Nord Stream pipeline. So that includes a couple of things that happened in the news uh, with North Korea launching a missile over Japan and, of mm. course, the Nord Stream pipeline um, going up I in smoke. That. Yeah. 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 And we, you know, we we like to laugh away, don't we, while the world burns around us. <laughs> the world burns, we laugh, baby. That's right. <laughs> and I've got one final one here. Uh, same user from earlier, I think. Anything else? Rookie mum surprised at how fast 60 miles per hour feels when your teenager is driving. Oh, I, I saw that one. That was great. That <laughs> reminded me of my boys and teaching them to drive. Who are, my boys are one's 30, one's 23. But yeah, I remember those days vividly. And she has teenage sons. And if anybody didn't know, anything else is the FERT lady. Um, she's the reason of the FERT at NTB, at not the B. As we've talked about in previous podcasts as well, there's been a really good concerted effort yeah, for the, our wonderful Be Overlords to give more attention to the content that's coming out of the headline forum. And I just want to say special thanks to SDH, Slightly Desperate Housewife. She's been doing a really good job of going through the forum, pinning good headlines, and trying to get a lot of our content noticed by the Babylon Bee writers and, and getting us published. And occasionally... She's there when we want to grovel. Yeah, right. That's correct, yes. <laughs> no, she's great. And and seeing those pinned features is awesome. I love that. I love logging on the forum and seeing those. I, I feel so good and so happy for the people that got featured. So we're getting on for a full podcast here, I think. Uh, we've had a fantastic conversation with Stanky. So you can email us, beeple.podcast at gmail.com. That is beeple.podcast at gmail.com. So if you've got any suggestions and you want to communicate with us, feel free to do that. Otherwise, of course, you can always drop us a message on the headline forum or over on our group on Not The Bee. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're around. Otherwise, aren't we, Conservative Prof? I'm lurking somewhere at all times. That is correct. So we hope uh, you've all enjoyed this episode. We do hope it's uh, going in the right direction and that um, things are improving. It certainly felt like a really good conversation with Stanky and we hope everyone's enjoying it. And and as always, you know, do let us know. This is a community podcast, so we're open to feedback. And um, 
yeah, we uh, we need to decide on our on our next guest. So, if you have any suggestions, do drop us an email or drop us a comment on the headline forum. Let us know who you would like us to to be speaking to. We, we've got a few people in mind, haven't we? We do. We definitely do. So we will uh, we will reveal that later. But uh, right now, I've got quite a few deadlines coming up in October. We probably won't be able to chat until the end of October, I would think, hey, Conservative Prof. So if we could ask for a little bit of patience, we'll take a short two-week break and then we'll be back in full force probably early November, something like that. Yep, we'll be back for sure. I'll be back. Or we'll be back. Okay, well, we'll we'll see you lovely lot again in in November. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast and uh, we will be back with you before you can say bumfuzzle bumfuzzle <laughs> redactotron 3000 times <laughs> redactotron 3000s yes the 3000s all right <laughs> okay okay it's a wrap it's a wrap baby been great to chat with you prof you too tim tish <laughs> i've already been, you can say i've already been outed on the main podcast i know but yeah i should be consistent though